Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Something Like That podcast. My name is Cayman, and I am solo this week. This is our first solo episode. My co-host, Brenna, will be doing a solo episode later this month um, on her birthday, so that was a giveaway. Um, This is my solo birthday episode. My birthday is tomorrow, December 3rd, and I will be turning 22. I actually had to think about that for a second. Yep, 22. So Brenna and I just thought that it would be fun for both of us to do solo episodes for our birthdays and yeah, just kind of do what we want with the episodes. So mine, I am turning 22. So I just have 22 things that I want to tell you, the listeners, and I kind of have them divided into the sections of my life where I have learned some very important lessons. So that is going to be the base of my episode, and I hope that it's motivating and uplifting for you and you can take something away from it. So I'm not going to do my gratitude or my um, current favorite or anything this week. I'm just going to get right into it with a little bit of a life update or a few life updates, and then yeah, we'll get into, into the good stuff. So the most important life update, in my opinion, that I have is that I have started a YouTube channel and this episode will be coming out on Friday. So my first vlog went up yesterday and I'm just about to upload it right now. So I'm recording this on the Thursday and yeah, it's it's been really fun. I bought myself a vlogging camera for my birthday and I just did a little kind of Christmas decorating vlog and then I'm going to record this weekend for my birthday. So I will link my YouTube channel below. Go subscribe, watch my first vlog. It, It was fun and I just had a lot of fun doing it. So I think I will keep up with that and see where that takes me. And then the other, oh, just hit my water bottle. The other Life update that I kind of have is just that we've been decorating for Christmas. We got our Christmas tree yesterday and it's a real tree and I've never had a real tree. We always have just had artificial ones when I was growing up. So we have a real tree this year and we decorated it last night. That's all in the vlog and it just looks so cute and I love being able to like decorate my first home for Christmas. So yeah, getting into the Christmas vibes and Usually I like to kind of put off decorating for Christmas and I like to like talk about Christmas obviously and listen to Christmas music, but I just don't want to decorate yet because my birthday is in the first week of December. So it's just like, I feel like if everyone's celebrating Christmas and my birthday hasn't happened yet, it's like, hello, my birthday's first. And that sounds so terrible of me. Um, okay. So those are kind of it for my life updates and Yeah, I'll link my YouTube channel below. That's the most important one to me. I've been working really hard on editing my vlogs. So yeah, just go subscribe, give it a watch, and let's get into the good stuff. Like I said, I just have 22 things that I wanted to say. I feel like I've learned a lot in my 22 years. Actually, it's like this is my 23rd year because you've already lived. You don't turn one until after your first year of life, so... 23 years technically. Um, so I've broken them up into my kind of college life, post-grad, moving to England, and then relationships and self-love and self-care. 
those are kind of the categories that I have. And yeah, we'll just get into it. So number one, um, kind of in my college life, I went to Ole Miss for my undergrad and that was just four years, the best four years of my life, I will say. I just had the best time. I always kind of knew in high school that I wanted to go to a bigger school and then maybe in the SEC because I just love football and sports and being a part of like that really intense and fun fan base. So I um, knew from the second that I toured Ole Miss in Oxford, Mississippi, that I wanted to go there. Like, I did not want to tour anywhere else. It's a great college town. It just felt like home. And I know that that's so cliche, but like, truly, it just felt so fitting for me and what I wanted. Um, So yeah, I went to Ole Miss. And the first thing that I wanted to say, number one, is to not be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. I thought of this because Yes, I did know that I wanted to go to a big school, but I didn't know a single person going to Ole Miss. Um, That's a lie. I knew one person who lived an hour away from me in Missouri. And like we had mutual friends, but we never really hung out. So I think that stepping out of my comfort zone and going to somewhere, going somewhere that I didn't know anyone benefited me. And I know that there's going to be an argument for both sides of this. And if you're more of like a homebody and and want that sense of um, home or whatever it is to you, then you have to truly pick the college that's going to be right for you. But I enjoyed stepping out of my comfort zone, going somewhere um, that I didn't know anyone, and it was the perfect distance for me also. So it was far enough away from home that I could go home if I absolutely needed to, but my parents weren't just going to like pop in on the weekends and surprise me. And I didn't feel the need or the pressure to go home a lot because it was a six-hour drive. So that all worked out really, really well for me. And then another thing about stepping out of my comfort zone was that I did a random roommate my freshman year. And I know that some people have like roommate horror stories with random roommates, but honestly, I've heard more horror stories coming from people that knew their roommate when they went to college and like they had a friendship that ended really badly because they were roommates and it just didn't go well. Um, But I didn't know my freshman year roommate. Shout out Haley. We are still friends and we just had the best time. It was so good for us to both go in and not know a lot of people and have a random roommate. I think that Um, either it's going to go really well or it's not, but I think that taking that risk and kind of dealing with the lessons will make you a better person in the end. Um, so obviously mine worked out for the better, but at the same time, if it didn't work out great, then you're going to learn something along the way. That's for sure. My second thing regarding my college experience that I wanted to say was call your mom. My freshman year, I neglected this so much and that is like one of my biggest regrets was I did not talk to my mom nearly as much as I should have and I think it is just a phase and like I was going to college, I was partying and I think that it was the guilt in me that I didn't party at all in high school so when I got to college and I was partying, it was like I felt guilty and I 
when my mom would call me, I didn't want to answer because I didn't, I couldn't lie to her. Like I couldn't be like, oh, I didn't go out last night. I just stayed in. And it just was like easier for me to not answer the phone and not talk to her. So, I mean, I would text her, but it's just so crazy to me now to even think that that was a part of my life because I literally call my mom, FaceTime her multiple times a day now. And I just think, yeah, like that's obviously time I'm never going to get back. So if you're in this now, and I mean, whoever this parental figure is to you, maybe it's even just a friend or an aunt, an uncle, um, just call them, stay in touch with your family, especially in your first year. I know that college is very exciting um, and it can be a lot of fun, but whoever that loved one is for you, um, they're always going to be there for you no matter what. And I think that it was really hard in times my freshman year when I did feel like I needed someone. I hadn't talked to my mom as much as I would like to have. So it was just harder to like reach out to her when I actually needed her. Um, so yeah, call your mom. Number three, this is definitely easier said than done. Um, but try to join something. So a club, um, a sorority, that's what it was for me. And then I had my other clubs and I had a job. Um, So just kind of being, it sounds so cliche, but I'm just going to say like being a part of something that is going to introduce you to other people um, and, you know, just talking to people from different walks of life in these clubs and getting out of your comfort zone again was just something that helped me in college. And clearly I didn't know anyone when I went there. So that was something that I had to do. And my sorority is something that I'll be eternally grateful for because I've met so many amazing, amazing people. And not just in my sorority, but just being in that club and that organization, knowing other people and getting to do um, certain things, going to events. Like I just met so many people that way. And I just my college experience wouldn't have been the same without it. So I know that like sororities and fraternities can be controversial. Um, And if that isn't something that you're interested in, then I'm not saying that everyone has to do that. That was just something that worked for me. Um, And yeah, but if that's not for you, then definitely just try to join something else. Maybe get a job on campus, just something that's going to allow you to meet other people. And then my last one for college life was just to remember that it won't last forever. And looking back now, like this was not something that was on my mind. So I really hope that this reaches someone that is still in college and can apply this to their life currently. Um, But this can go two ways. Remembering that it won't last forever is going to be if you're in finals week and it's hard because college is hard. It can be really, really hard at times. Um, Remembering that that isn't going to last forever is really what's going to get you through. And I know it's like those four years of your life dictate so much about, well, they can if you want them to. They can dictate so much about um, the rest of your life, truly. But at the same time, this test that you're going to take that you're worrying so much about right now, it's not going to last forever. And I promise you, you're going to face harder things in the future. And you're going to be wishing that you could hold on to the moments that you were studying or that you were writing this paper. So just remember that it's really not that bad and it's not going to last forever. And then also on the other hand, 
make memories, take lots of pictures, and remember that it's not going to last forever. So even the good moments, those are going to go too. So just enjoy it while it lasts. I took so many pictures and I'm so glad that I did because I look back on them all the time. I'm wishing now that I could just go back to some of those moments and relive them, but they will not last forever. So enjoy it while it lasts. Okay, moving on after college, I am in my post-grad season right now, my first year of post-grad. So here are my notes that I have for that. So this is number five that we're at out of 22. The first one in this is enjoy your summer. If you are privileged enough to do this, I would say if you're not at the moment, try to make this happen for you, whether that means working at your school and saving up some money so that you can do this. Um, obviously, if your dream job is calling and you graduate in May and it starts in June, don't pass that up. Like that, That's something that is meant to be for you. Um, don't pass up that opportunity. But I will say that allowing myself some time to just enjoy my summer before transitioning into full adulthood was good for me. And I say this because I went to camp and obviously that's like so far from entering adulthood, but it doesn't have to be that. I have some friends that started their jobs in August and just, I know that they got to spend time with family and friends and travel a little bit um, in that summer after post-grad. So consider that if that is an option for you. I think that, you know, obviously you have one life and this time of being able to do this isn't going to last forever. So if you can, definitely do that. Okay, number six, stay in touch. This obviously is tailored to my situation. So it's post-grad for me, meaning all of my college friends. If you didn't go to college and you're a high school graduate, this can be for you. This is my my lifestyle, but this can be applied to a lot of different um, kind of paths. It's hard for a lot of people post-grad. I know that. And not talking to anyone is going to make it even harder. So stay in touch and it's going to make you feel so out of touch with everything if you're struggling with the realities of post-grad and you're not talking to anyone. So reach out to your friends that are going through the same thing as you and just, you don't even have to talk about post-grad struggles. Maybe that would be good for you, but you don't even have to. You can just reach out to them ask them how their day is going, maybe meet up with some of your college friends on a weekend, go to lunch, different things like that. It's really important because for me, I know that when I was at college, I spent every single day with people and I had roommates always and I lived in my sorority house. So I saw so many people all the time and just catching up with them was just something that was second nature to me because I would walk downstairs and have breakfast, lunch, and dinner with different people every day. So just make sure that whenever you graduate, that kind of loss of human connection, make sure you're replacing that. Maybe if you're working and you have friends in your workplace, then that's your situation. But um, I was at camp and now I'm here in England. So I had to kind of adjust my lifestyle and text people more and catch up with them maybe just on social media. That's one pro of social media, obviously. But I um, just like to call and text and FaceTime my friends even just as much as I can. And the last one for post-grad is to find something that you like to do. In college, it's very easy to just go out, party, which is fine. That's, you know, college is meant for you to have fun and learn, obviously, but have fun, good, clean, safe fun. 
Um, but like going out with friends and just spending time with them, that's a lot of what my college experience looked like. And it was okay that I didn't have like a hobby. I mean, obviously I liked to cook and I liked when I had a kitchen and I was studying a lot. So I would even say that like school and learning had to be my hobby, but that kind of preoccupies so much of your time that you don't necessarily have to find something else to do. Whereas now, um, maybe you have a job, maybe you are just living your life post-grad, just find something that you like to do. My podcast has been a great creative outlet for me. I say my podcast, Brenna and I's podcast that you're listening to right now has been such a good creative outlet for me. Um, I've been reading a lot more, walking, just things like that that will just help you post-grad so much if you find something to occupy um, some of your downtime with. Okay, my next section is on moving to England. So this is very specific. It doesn't have to be England. It can be another country, wherever you're moving to. Maybe it's a new city. Maybe you went to school in Dallas and you're moving to LA. I don't know. Um, Whatever it is, these are the two tips that I have. So this is number, if I'm correct, eight and nine. I have two. The first one is be open-minded. If you're moving to a new town or a new country, you have to. For me, moving to England, it's a lot different as you can imagine. And I think just be open-minded and that's just speaks for itself. Um, There's a lot of different people from different cultures and different upbringings. So just be open to that and open to trying new things and going out and doing different things. That's just helped me a lot. I feel like it goes without saying, but you'd be surprised at um, actually taking action in this and just how much that will benefit. And then number two, this has been easier for me as it has been my boyfriend, but this is find a friend And that means either speaks the language of the country that you're going to. Maybe it's also your first or second language, but just someone that's from that area. Maybe it's a new friend in New York that is from New York. That that is also someone that this can apply to. England, for me, there's just so much lingo and just things are so different. And it's just little things that um, Jack, my boyfriend, has helped me navigate. And I've been with him for four years now. I think. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But just like talking to him on a daily basis, I know a lot of like the British slang and just things that they say. And it's a lot easier for me to understand because I've spent so much time with him. And I really can't imagine like if I just walked into England and didn't know anyone and didn't know a lot of like the lingo that they use, how I would feel because I would just be so confused. And even though they speak the same same language, a lot of the things that they say are different um, and they refer, they have different words for different things. So even if it doesn't have to do with language, like you're just moving somewhere in the States that someone from New York showing you the best restaurants to go to that are cheaper or, you know, something like that. Just finding someone that can help you navigate um, moving to a new place. And I mean, it's a huge transition already. So you don't want to have to worry about the little things like which shops to go to and things like that. So just find someone that can help you with that. I mean, they have apps for that, right? BFF, Bumble BFF. Okay, this is number 10. 10, yes. So this is the relationships portion of the episode. Um, This can go for your 
relationships with friends, partners, parents, literally this is just relationships in general. Um, So number one is to communicate. I cannot say it enough and I used to be the worst communicator, um, but I think that Jack and I are both really, really good communicators in our relationship and that has just made it work so much better. Um, If there's something that you need to get off your chest, say it. Um, Assuming is the number one killer of literally so many relationships. It's like you assume this and that. Why don't you just open up and talk about it? So definitely communicate. This also goes with communicating. Um, Apologize first. I have seen a tremendous shift in all of my relationships when I can just apologize first and not kind of hold that grudge to that whenever we have an argument, whether this is with a friend, a parent, anyone, I have no shame in apologizing first. Sometimes it um, takes a lot to get used to. If you kind of have that self-pride, it just takes like a hit to your self-pride, but at the same time, it's going to be so beneficial and you're going to see a difference in a lot of your relationships if you can just apologize first, even if you know that you aren't in the wrong. Sometimes you're never going to come to an agreement on things and that's okay, but as long as you apologize afterwards, if you hurt someone's feelings or you're just disagreeing on something, if you can be the one to apologize first, good on you. Okay, number 11 is follow your heart. I know a lot easier said than done, but this is kind of follow your heart and also don't listen to the haters. That's what I wrote down. I hate that. I put haters in my outline, but that's just what applied to my relationship. And a lot of people, me being in a long distance relationship, I had a lot of people doubting me and saying that, Jack has to be unfaithful and all of this crap. Um, It's not their relationship. I just think that if I had let any of that get to me, the relationship wouldn't have lasted. And I feel like Jack, I mean, we never really talk about it because our relationship is just so strong and we don't need to. But I'm sure that Jack had people say the same thing to him about me being at college. Like, these people must just be so insecure in their relationship that they can't just be happy for you. So just follow your heart. That's just what I did with Jack. I knew that I wanted to be with him even though it was going to be hard. And as much as people wanted to doubt us, we're obviously living together now. So if you know that you're supposed to be with someone and it's worth, you know, fighting for and ignoring what they have to say. Just stay strong, um, follow your heart, and tell them to screw off. (laughs) Okay, my last one on relationships. Oh no, I have two more. My next one kind of goes with apologize first, but that is to admit your flaws. And that doesn't just have to be with like a partner. This is just friends, especially with friends, honestly. Um, you know, those people that just seem like they have it all together, like they never make a mistake. They just always have things together. Have you ever thought that, wow, I want to be friends with them? No, because being genuine is just so much more admirable and admitting your flaws. And when you 
are wrong is hard to do. But even now when Jack or anyone really does it, I just think it shows so much self-confidence when you can just admit that you're wrong and admit your flaws. Jack and I do this all the time and it just has made our relationship so much better. I think that it's just really attractive and it shows self-confidence when you can admit that you're wrong. So it takes practice to do, but being the one to apologize first and then also admit that you're in the wrong is something that um, just shows who people are genuinely and you know that they're not putting on a front for you and they don't have to act perfect. So that's gonna make your friendships a lot better and your relationships as well. My next section is on self-love and self-care. So out of 22, this is, this is 15. Is it? Yeah, this is 15. Okay, my first one for self-love and self-care is to start journaling. I just don't know where I would be without my journal, and I feel like I had to say this, if you know me at all, then you know that this is 100% true. I just love my journal. I journal every single day, whether it's to-do lists, um, manifestation journaling, whatever it is, gratitude journaling. Oh my gosh, it's just made such a difference in my life. And I honestly can see a shift in how much I love myself and care for myself. It is just a form of self-care And if you're not journaling already, what the heck, get yourself a journal. I have mine linked on my Instagram and the Something Like That podcast Instagram, I think. So get a journal and start journaling. Number 16 is the words you speak become the house you live in. I think that's the quote. So my good friend and co-host Brenna brought this to my attention at the end of 2020 last year and we kind of just both agreed one day to stop with the self-deprecating humor and it's just kind of gotten so much bigger from that so we started out just whenever we would hear ourselves say like oh you look so stupid or like talking to myself so I would like look in the mirror and be like oh my god it looks so bad today and that's something that might be more digestible for you because I know before I started doing this, I would say that all the time. Like, oh, I look like crap. I'm such an idiot. Like, oh my gosh, things like that. Um, We both kind of agreed to stop doing that. And it's been the best decision of my life as far as my self-love goes and my confidence. Um, We both even hold each other accountable. My friends, my family, I've been doing this consistently for a year now that I can see them holding me accountable and doing it even for themselves which is just so rewarding so speak kind words to yourself if you say something negative just catch yourself and then say something positive this is for me I'll look at myself in the mirror and say oh my god I look so bad which I don't even do anymore which I'm very proud of but starting out it does take some discipline and a lot of practice so if you catch yourself saying oh my god I look so bad say no actually I look so good today I look beautiful, la la la. I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like speaking it to myself, which is great. Yeah, just don't talk negatively about yourself. Negative self-talk is going to be at the root of all of your insecurities. I promise you. So if you can just take action right now, do this one thing, stop yourself um, as soon as you recognize or realize that you've said something negative and then flip it around, say something positive. Okay, Number 17, 
Confidence is when you can trust yourself. And this is something that I never thought that confidence was. Like, actually, the real definition of confidence makes so much more sense to me now. And it's helped me with my self-confidence and building it. So if I can, if you can take one thing away from this episode, I mean, I know I've had a lot of good takeaways, not to my own horn, but this is very, very important. Write this down. Whenever you say like, oh, I'm confident that they'll win, or I'm confident that this is going to happen. It's because you can see there's almost a higher chance or you're just confident that this outcome is going to be what you're confident in it being. And I know that that might sound, I've just used confident like five times to describe the word confident, but I can't think of another way to explain it. And something that you can think about and apply to your life would just be, I'm going to wake up 30 minutes earlier. If you don't do it, how are you going to be confident in yourself? How are you going to be confident that you're going to follow through with what you say and trust yourself? So just start with little things to build your self-confidence. Start with, I'm going to wake up five minutes earlier. You do it, that's building your self-confidence because you followed through with what you said you were going to do. Um, I, I talked about this in our self-confidence episode. Um, I know the Skinny Confidential talks about it a lot. I want to say that a lot of what I'm saying is going to be recycled from what they've said because I've heard it so many times on there. But truly just making small promises to yourself and following through with them is going to build your self-confidence like no other because you know that you can trust yourself. And I I mean, this is just your self-confidence doesn't even have to be You're confident in how you look and you're confident in what you wear and things like that. It's confidence really comes from within. And if you can just, like I said, make those promises, follow through with them, say you're going to wake up five minutes earlier and then do it, then you're going to be more confident. I think we're on 18 now. Yep, we're on 18. This is something that I learned about myself over quarantine Um, so this is to spend time alone. I cannot express enough how much better of a person I am now that I went through the hard times during quarantine of being alone and came out stronger in the end. I am just more confident in who I am. I know what I want in life and I, um am more motivated to make it happen. Spending time alone is so, so crucial, especially in these really formative years. If you're in your teens or early 20s, spend time alone. It might be uncomfortable at first, but now it's like I actually prefer to be alone so much of the time because I just love myself and I love being in my own company and in my own presence. So before I spent time alone, I really thought that I was extroverted and I loved being around people and that's really what motivated me. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing if you are an extrovert. It's truly what motivates you from within is if you're more motivated when you're around people or if you are more self-motivated. And for me, after spending this time alone, I realized that I am actually an introvert and I'm 100% okay with that. That doesn't mean that I shy away from social outings and being with people. It just means that when I'm alone, I can get so much more done because I just love being by myself and I love the self-motivation that comes from within. Um, And I obviously had to build that after spending a lot of time alone. It wasn't just the first day of quarantine. I was like, oh, I'm an introvert. I love this. I went through some really, really hard times being 
alone. Um, and COVID, I mean, just took a toll on everyone. It was really, really hard. But if there's one thing um, that I can attribute to my personal growth, it was spending that time alone. Number 19, practice gratitude every day, every single day. Journaling, if you write down what you're grateful for, if you say it out loud, whatever you need to do, um, it's just something that I think is overlooked and people will say what they're grateful for. I, I know when I was a kid, like my mom would be like, what are you grateful for? Every single night before I went to bed or just something small like that. Maybe you're at the dinner table and you're talking about what you're grateful for. Thanksgiving was just a couple of weeks ago and people actually say things that they're grateful for. Why don't we practice this every single day? I just, that blows my mind. Why wouldn't you? There are so many things to be grateful, grateful for and you're always going to have something to be grateful for. So just say it out loud. And I think a lot of internal happiness will come um, and internal peace will come after you can be grateful and truly practice this every single day. Number 19? Yes, number 19. Don't hold grudges. This is also another one easier said than done. I know that some people listening that know me know that some people have done me really, really wrong. Um, maybe I can hold those grudges actually now that I think about it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Well, kind of. But little things that um, people hold on to forever, I just don't get. Like that's something that I can't wrap my mind around. I Someone could literally punch me in the face and then a few days later I'm like oh they were probably just in a bad mood like blah 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 I don't know that's just who I am I've never been one to hold grudges um I just think holding on to negative feelings like that is toxic and if I can turn things around and not do it I'm not saying that I have to even have like closure on some of the situations that I've been in or that I feel the need to talk things out it's just like I don't want to put my energy into mending that relationship, but I also don't want to put any extra energy into being mad at someone when I don't need to. Um, so I think just kind of letting go of those small things, um, not holding grudges, like what's the point at this point? Like that happened a few years ago. I just don't know why I would. Um, not that you ever have to be like BFFs with someone that did you wrong. It's just you can be nice to each other. I just think spreading positivity and showing that you're the bigger person, if you can be nice to them, is going to benefit you more in the end. So don't hold grudges. I Am I getting my numbers mixed up? Well, I don't know, but I have two left. So number 21. Um, this, is kind, this is still on the self-love, self-care. Also heard this on the Skinny Confidential podcast, and Brenna and I talked about it in our self-confidence um, episode. But don't compare yourself to someone you wouldn't trade lives with. If you see someone on social media, why are you comparing yourself if literally they're only showing 2% of their life on their social platforms and you don't know what's going on in the other 98%? If you aren't willing to risk that and trade your life with someone, well, don't compare. Comparison is the thief of joy. A lot of this is going to be repeated from stuff that we've already said in past episodes, but truly, I have spoken a lot about comparison and I just felt like I had to include this in my 22 lessons because I used to be someone that would 
compare myself to every single person that I saw on social media. Um, and that was just terrible. I can't, I can't even tell you how terrible that life was when I did that. Like I was just so unhappy with my life, comparing myself to every other person and their highlight reel on Instagram. So just stop comparing. You don't know obviously what's going on behind closed doors. And that is really, really cliche to say, but this is my 22 things that I want to tell you. And that's been something that has transformed my life. So stop comparing. My last one. This has been so apparent in my life lately as I'm about to turn 22. I've really been thinking about this. And even with like starting my YouTube channel and just kind of putting myself out there on social media, I think it's fun and I don't want to be um, criticized for what I like to do. So that's what I have to say about that. And this is what I want to tell you. In the end, will this matter? That's just the phrase that I keep repeating in my head. And it was just, I was vlogging in public the other day and I was thinking, are any of these people actually, do they actually care? Like, they might think it's funny, but when I'm at the end of my life and I'm looking back on my core memories and everything that I'm grateful for and just, you know, looking back on my life, am I going to remember that time that someone laughed at me for pointing out my camera and vlogging? Am I going to remember the time that someone criticized my outfit? Absolutely freaking not. So I don't want this to sound morbid at all, but truly, I've been thinking so much lately about making core memories and just creating a life full of love that I will be proud of and happy of when I'm at the end of it. Um, And I know that worrying about little things like that will not matter and that's not going to be anywhere near what I'm thinking about when I'm at the end of my life. So I just don't want to worry about the little things and really thinking about what matters in my life has been kind of at the core of my mindset as I'm getting into my 23rd year. I know it sounds weird because I'm turning 22, but I saw a TikTok and it was like, you're actually, if you're turning 22, you're actually entering your 23rd year of life because, you know, you don't turn one until after your first year. So I'm turning 22 tomorrow. I'm going to get my third ear piercing. I have like the two on my lobe and then I'm going to get the third one up just to make me feel a little bit more of an adult. Or maybe I'm holding on to my youth. I'm not sure. I feel like 22, you've had 18, you've had 16, 18, 21. I can drink now. Like I've done all of those milestones. I can't run a car yet. Or can I? I think that's 25. Um, I'm still on my parents' insurance, which is cool. Um, But 22, I'm gonna make the most of it. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And please go subscribe to my YouTube. um, Leave a review on the podcast. You know, that just helps Brenna and I so much. And we want to be able to provide a lot of good quality content for you guys. And um, promoting the podcast, liking it, reviewing it is going to allow us to do that. So 
Have a great rest of your day, your night, whenever you're listening to this. I love you and I'll see you next week or something like that.